Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and draft.com, where if you use that promo code BOXES, you'll get a free entry to your first draft. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, we have... A, I don't even know how to describe this team. Maybe you got a better descriptor for the Pelicans than I do. What is this team? I mean, it's a team I like to watch. It's a team with some talented players, and then it's a hard, fast drop off into just nothingness after those top players. Yes, I will agree with that. And this team has a interesting roster this year in the sense that they should be giving the most minutes to three guys who are all best served to be a power forward or a center. Yeah, and then the the other two players they have on this team are both point guards. So it's really going to be a, a, a weird, weird year. We have zero but, wings. They have zero, like, wing none. people. You know what? They're, they're, when everybody's zigging, they're zagging. They're going all bigs and all point guards. They're basically <laughs> a fantasy team. So... I mean, I just think I am going to be super fascinated to watch these guys in the first couple of weeks just to see how this experiment, like it's not really an experiment, but how this team can play. I mean, obviously they have one of the absolute best players in the world in Anthony Davis, but what, what can this team do? Like who matches up against someone like Paul George or LeBron, right? Like who's going to guard that person? Is it Anthony Davis? Yeah, no, no nobody knows. It's going to be really, really strange to see them try to play certain teams. Well, Miritich is a, is a better defender than he gets credit for, I think, personally. I mean, maybe you, you disagree. You've probably seen No, I, I completely agree. But, People do not give enough credit to him. But I don't know that he's going to be good against, like, smaller, quicker wings. Like, he's going to get toasted, if you ask me. Like, he's good against, like, power forwards and, like, bigger small forwards. Like, he might do okay against LeBron. I mean, like, such as anyone does. But, like... Think of a small, quick wing and, like, Miritich trying to guard him. That's not going to go well, if you ask me. No, it probably won't. Uh, before we talk about the Pelicans, though, I do want to mention that we do have a Patreon out there. Uh, our new subscriber, Seth Smith, he's getting a double shout-out because we felt so bad that we uh, gave him a shout-out on the Orlando Magic episode. And we just didn't want him to be associated with the Orlando Magic, just like nobody wants to be associated with the Orlando Magic or the city of Orlando. So... Uh, Seth Smith, thank you for being a Patreon subscriber. Uh, Seth is getting exclusive content uh, leading up to the season, and we'll also get exclusive content during the season. Uh, We have some draft prep out there. We have ranked tiers on the Patreon, and we also have an auction mock draft. So all you people out there in auction leagues, uh, some pretty high-end content of being able to actually see a, a live mock draft auction in action and getting a podcast out of that. So Exclusive content for our subscribers, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, what is like the narrative? What is the most interesting thing about the Pelicans fantasy wise for you this season? Well, for me or for the world? For for you. I don't care about the world. All I care about you, Tyler. Oh, well that's nice of you. So to me, the, the addition of Julius Randle is probably the most interesting thing and how we now split the minutes between him, Miritich, and whatever bench players that are worthy of any minutes. 
Yeah, the uh, the uh, playing time, the rotation here is going to be really, really weird, and that actually does the the definitely change the uh, the way you could uh, actually drastically change the way you could rank these guys. Um, and let's just talk about Nico and Julius Randle because, like you said, they're the most interesting players here. So they're the ones we should actually talk about. Nico Miritich, who, as everyone knows, I I love. I'm a huge fan of. He got a raw deal in the in the Bobby Portis knockout session. Uh, he also, uh, out of spite, won like eight games for the Chicago Bulls to make sure they couldn't get Luka Doncic. Which is, uh, you think I'd be mad about that? But I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm proud. That's the kind of fighting spirit I like in a Chicago Bull. And we got rid of him, and now he's on a better team in a better place. Uh, the only thing I got to say negative about Nico is he should have never shaved that beard. <laughs> he looks like a real weirdo. But uh, Nico Miritich in limited minutes is a top 50 fantasy player. Yeah, Nico Miritich is, is real good and always a little bit underrated. Like, we can talk about this. Uh, he's ranked 71st in ESPN. He's got a Yahoo ADP of 68.8. Um, I'm going to be all over that, I think. I think he probably plays close to 30 minutes for the first time in his career. I know that's a dangerous gamble uh, to make because we've said that before and it didn't really work out. Um, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that with the addition of Julius Randle, who they paid a, a decent amount of money to, who plays in the same position as Nico Miritich. You would you would think that uh, they would be sharing time there, and you're actually saying Nico might go from 28 minutes what he what he did last year, where he was never ranked uh, under uh, under top 50 per game last year, and um, you're going to say he's actually going to increase in minutes, which would make him like almost. 100% certain a top like a, a fourth or fifth round player well okay I can read you the bench players on this team but I don't think I have to like who no. okay maybe Solomon Hill right he was injured all of last year so maybe they're gonna prioritize him some but you say Solomon Hill on a, on a podcast about fancy basketball but my well I mean minutes are minutes right like we're gonna talk about how minutes like it has a big difference between 25 minutes and 30 minutes. And I, I just don't see anyone that I'm like, oh, they're definitely going to play this guy over Miritich. He played 29.1 minutes after he was moved to the Pelicans last year. I don't see any reason why that should go down given what is on this team. I think you're right. Uh, Nico Miritich actually – I mean, I, I don't think I would say he's going to play 30 minutes, but the fact that he could move down to the three and play 30 minutes is actually – pretty reasonable considering they don't have any wings. I know Nico's not a three, but like in limited minutes, he could play the three uh, and have Randall at the four and AD at the five. And that's kind of a fun lineup. Uh, Randall is someone who uh, got a lot of hype going into last year. Um, I thought played. And he's another one who does. He never plays a ton of minutes. Like we can talk about this if you want to like Julius Randall's career high is 28.8 minutes. Like, and some of those Lakers teams he played on were less than stellar in the front court. Yeah. So to say that, oh, you know, Julius Randle's going to get 32 minutes and hurt Miritich a ton, like, I'm going to bet Julius Randle plays less minutes than Miritich. So last year, in the second half, Julius Randle got bumped up to uh, 30 minutes per game. He was scoring a lot. He was uh, getting about 19 points a game. Nine rebounds. Wow, you know those are those are great counting stats. Uh, half a block, half a steal, three assists, really good field goal percentage. Not 
great bad actually pretty bad free throw percentage when you consider his volume. Isn't that just Zach Randolph? We talked about this for years, I think. Like, yeah. what is everyone so excited about about Julius Randle? He's Zach Randolph, and Zach Randolph was at best a, a, a top 90, top 80 player when he was getting like 19 and 10, 19 and 11, which is like Julius Randle's ceiling. So what, what am I missing here, Tyler? Uh, well, I, I guess Randall has the potential to be a better assist player. Like I don't, I don't ever really remember. Then Zach Randolph. Yeah, so I mean okay. that's that's his that's his one thing. Um, he gives you point seven steals, which I guess is maybe better than Zach Randolph did in his prime. I'd have to go look that up. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't want to slander Zach Randolph. I uh, I love Zach Randolph. I think he's a so. Great my point being is he's basically a being picked right around pick seventy. We talked about this last year, right? He was going kind of in the same area, and we talked about that's not really for me. And in the sense that I think he's actively hurting me in three categories, and if we want to talk turnovers, kind of four. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's hurting you. He doesn't hit threes. He's hurting you. And he's actually hurting me in in four and kind of five because you mentioned it. Like, his free throws aren't great. He's not going to shoot hardly any threes. He's not going to give you steals or blocks. And he turns the ball over a lot. So it's like, at the end of the day, I I don't know maybe if I really, really need rebounds. I really need a rebounds boost. But at pick 70, like, there's going to be, I don't know, give me Goran Dragic over. I mean, we could talk about Dragic. I'm not super excited about Dragic. I'm not excited about Dragic at all. But like over Julius Randle, like at least especially in a roto league, like Drogic's at least gonna help me in most categories and not kill me in five. Like what? Give me Harrison Barnes. Yeah, right. Give me Nico Miritich. Well, that's what's uh, I think absolutely absurd. I'm, I'm looking. I'm out here in uh, Yahoo's ADP right now. This will probably change as we get closer to the season. But uh, I'm gonna read in order. I'm going to read in order. This is making me angry just looking at it. Zach Levine, 66.7. You can Nicol- keep that one too. Nikola Miritic, 68.8. DeAndre Ayton, 69.8. Julius Randle, 70.7. Only one of those players is – write this down, Tyler. Write this down. Only one of those players will finish in the top 80. And that guy is the beardless Nico Mirtich. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And not only is he going to finish in the top 80, he's going to finish in the top 50. He might even finish in the top 40. Uh, so I I made a great, in my opinion, a great Dynasty League trade in, in one of my Dynasty Leagues. And I will run it by you right now. And I don't care if the listeners don't want to hear it. So I am trying to compete for the championship this year, and I drafted a Luke Kennard in the rookie draft the year before, and I traded Luke Kennard straight up for Nico Miritich, and it's like one of those ones where the players have salary. So Luke Kennard was like $12 next year, and Nico Miritich was like 15 Wow, that's just... Is that not highway robbery? Like, I, I'm not trying to be yeah, racist. It's, other it's, guy, not, but... it's not um, highway robbery. It's... It's just, it's like murder. It's just, it's, you should be arrested. Like, I, it's manslaughter, I, my man. Like, he it's was terrible. like, he was like, I'm interested in Luke Kennard. And I was like, oh, well, on your team, I'm kind of interested in Miritich. Like, I'd like to have Miritich. And he's like, you want to do it straight up? And I'm like, 
That is a win. I am more sure. than excited. You should have said throw in a, a second round pick. <laughs> throw in a second round pick. Let's do it. No, uh, man, because I'm not one of those guys. Like, if you offer me a trade that I think I'm winning, like, I'm not going to try to get more. Like, I'm like, hey, man. Tyler, just, I hate to break it to you. I am one of those guys. Well, I'm so. always af- I'm always afraid I'm going to lose it, right? Like, bird in the hands worth two in the bush. I'm always afraid I'm going to lose it then. So I'm just like, I'll just keep it, man. I'll just – I'll take what I can get. Nah, I'm greedy. Um, that's a great trade. Uh, I don't know what that person was thinking. I well, understand I, like Nico has been, like, up and down with playing time and his position and his rotation – and, and he's always produced in limited minutes. I just don't understand. Well, I, I also think there's kind of a stigma around him that he's a bust. Like, because a lot of fantasy people are always like, oh, get Miritich, get Miritich, get Miritich. And then he never does anything that makes people be like, oh, man, I'm so glad I picked Miritich. Right? Weird. I, I completely disagree. Like, but, but no. Okay. So the casual fan I'm talking about, right? Okay, like, the that's, casual that's fantasy fair. player. Like, they don't understand that Miritich does everything kind of really good. But he doesn't do anything like super elite. So he's really producing good value for you at pick 70 every year. But you don't realize it because you're not getting 20 points or 10 rebounds. or like That's why people want Randall over Miritich. It's like, oh, man, he could give me like 17 and 10. It's great. Cool. Right? They don't he could give me 20 and 10. Like, okay. They don't understand that like the difference between Miritich's point nine steals and Randall's 0.6 or 0.7 is huge. And the difference between Randall's half a block and Meritich's 0.8 or 0.9 is huge. They just and, don't get that. They and the, the fact that Julius Randall shoots 71% from the line and shoots almost six free throws a game. That kills you. Well, and you could flip it around, right? Like he's got a better, a much better field goal percentage. Sure. So, but you like, flip it around. You know what I mean? But, like, things on the margins people don't understand. Like, they don't understand, especially when it comes to steals and blocks. Like, those tiny numbers going up a little bit, people will be like, oh, they're both trash and steals and blocks. Well, Miritich really isn't. And well, Randall kind of is. What do you make of Mark ranking Julius Randall over Nico Miritich? Um, that's a mistake, but that's a, okay. Uh, a, uh, a glitch in the matrix is what I would call it. Um, I'm going Nico Miritich every well, day, and, all and the time. He's going to be underrated. Julius Randle is going to be overrated. Let's 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 ask this too. How what percentage is Randall going to shoot? He shot 55.8 last year, but from what Less. I saw, he was still and and I mean I'll, I'll look this up right now. So percentage of field goal attempts by distance, he still shot a good amount from three to ten feet, right? Like he's still kind of taking those little pick and pop jumpers that like 10 feet away from the basket. And I just don't think he's super effective on those. I, I and like how, and that really this, the, the space he's going to occupy in this offense. Right. So for me, I think he's probably closer. I don't even know that he shoots 50 again. I would be probably under that. So I would, I would, I would, I would, I would say 50. I'd um, say over 50. But, yeah, I mean, so could he be better than Miritich? I mean, potentially. No. But I also think his assists are <laughs> yes, going down. No. Because, right, he got 2.6 a game last year. Like, I don't see him really repeating that in this offense with Davis and Alfred Payton and Drew Holiday. 
Yeah. Like, is he going to be asked to handle the ball a ton? Like, I don't like, really see that. I don't know. He might, he might work well with AD, but, and that might even it out. But, no, he's not going to be asked to handle the ball at all. Let's actually talk about Drew Holiday and Alfred Payton. Uh, a very weird combo. Um, it's going to be a very weird rotation. Drew Holiday is going to move to the two sometimes. Uh, Drew Holiday basically having a career year last year, uh, being highly ranked uh, 25th in Mark's rankings. Um, actually, probably being drafted a little higher than that. Let me go check that while Tyler talks about. He is ranked 19th on ESPN and 21.4 on the Yahoo ADP. So, yes, he is getting drafted ahead of 25. Damn, Tyler, you are on top of that. Uh, yeah, 21. Uh, Drew Holiday, um, so properly rated or overrated? Can I ask a question first? Does he play 36 minutes again? Mm, probably not with Elford Payne in town. So then he's probably rated too high. And... So he was 32 minutes the year before, then he was 28. He had that year where he had some injuries, and then 32, 33. But then he was 37 the year before that. So we've seen these kind of spikes before. He also had a huge spike up in his field goal percentage. He shot 49.4%. And the highest he had shot in his career before that was 45.4%. Yeah, he got ultra efficient. And we see this sometimes. Now, the difference is like uh, with CJ McCollum that one year, where he was shooting like 47%. He went like from 41 or 42 to 47. This is like 45 to 50. Was his shot selection better? Was he just getting better? It's still an outlier. So it's like 50% is is insane from a from a guard. I, I, you got to think it reverts back to like and, 45, 46%. And this is why I'll say the ADP is a mistake, is I think everyone's kind of drinking the Kool-Aid. Right? Yeah, we just saw him have what I believe is going to be the best year of his career. I think so. And so now we're like, oh man, he's a top twenty guy. He's definitely a top twenty guy. He also played eighty-one games. When was the last time he had played over seventy-five games? Yeah, he he does have a, a checkered history. Um, some of it injury related, some of it personal related. I I'm not terribly worried about his health here at no, all. But, I, but I'm I, I'm not worried about it. I me mean, I, I understand. But, Right. Would you bet on 81 again? I'd oh, bet absolutely more, I'd not. Bet like 75, 76, right? Like everybody often misses five games. I, I don't think anyone's going to be playing more than 78 games come two years from now. Like no one. It's just not going to happen because it's just not worth it. So, and we talk about, right, he had a career high in rebounds at 4.5. They just added Julius Randle, who's a real good rebounder. Can we see that number go down? And we also talked about how and, the, when you're living at the margins, right, it's hard to break into this second tier. And last year, Drew Holiday did it, but he made big leaps. This is why I'm out on Don, Donovan Mitchell. Um, Drew Holiday made huge leaps, five extra points, a whole rebound and a half, almost two rebounds more. Um, the assists actually uh, stayed, uh, actually went down a little bit, uh, was actually – um, in the second half went back up to normal, but in the first half was a little bit lower. And uh, his steals uh, actually went up as the season went, went on as well. So those were big, big leaps to get into that top 20. Let's say, what, just a, a little bit less, uh, some less percentages here? 
and well, okay. uh, a little so bit he's... less rebounds, and we're talking he's in the top 30 now. Like, he's, he's starting to slide. Right. Well, and okay, he's a 45% shooter for his career. I'll give you 47%, right? If he shoots 47% from the field, that immediately puts him down to like 17 and a half points. Yeah. Right? And And so that's... Slides him out of that second tier. Right? And I don't think the rebounds are going to be at four and a half again. I don't think the minutes are going to be as high. So just everything kind of points down, and yet everyone's kind of reaching up for this guy. Like, he's 25th in Mark's rankings, playing... 34 minutes a game, shooting 47.5%, getting 4.2 rebounds and 6.5 assists and 0.7 blocks and 17.2 points. Like, to me, this guy is more of a pick in the 30s. I think he's going to play like 33 minutes. I think he's going to shoot like 45, 46%. So it's just kind of a lot of things adding up there. Yeah, he's a third tier player for me as well. I, uh, the hype is there. Uh, buyer beware. But also, like you know, I'm not I'm not trying to throw Drew Holiday on the bus. I'd like Drew Holiday on my team. He puts together a really nice stat package, especially in roto leagues. But um, yeah, if you think it's going to be a repeat of last year, I, I think you might uh, you might be a little not a lot disappointed, just disappointed enough. Let's talk about the other guard on this team, uh, Alfred Payton. A weird career, a weird fantasy player. Um, a weird move to this team. I do not know what to make of Alfred Payton at all. So Tyler, you got you got to help me out on this. At all? I mean, I think I don't know at, what to make of him at this point. Right? He's twenty four. We've seen a lot of seasons of Alfred Payton. He it's, he kind of is what he is. I think the he's not due for a Oladipo style. I'm not in Orlando anymore. Breakout. Definitely not. He's not a shooter. He, they, they'd be better off if he didn't shoot any three pointers, right? Like he's he's a bad three point shooter. He has been kind of efficient the last two years as far as shooting from the field, because he's not shooting that many three pointers. He's not shooting. He's right. he's, he's going getting to the rim. And so, and, and this is maybe another thing is, could that affect? some of the other players on this team, like Julius Randle, right? Like they have a lot of guys who are not good three-point shooters. So what does that do for this team? Here's what I, I think we know, right? He's going to play probably 28 minutes a game. Yeah, it feels, uh, that feels high personally, but like I'm not, it's in the, it's in the reasonable well, bell curve. Okay. Me. So we'll talk about guards on this team. You got yeah, there's no one on this Ian team. Clark and Frank Jackson. You and don't Eton have to. Moore. You don't have to listen. Listen to these. Actually, Etan Moore will play. So Etan Moore yeah. is relevant, but okay, everybody so else. I, don't care. I mean, there's 96 guard minutes to play between Drew Holiday, Etan Moore, and Alfred Payton. Sure. Like, so he's gonna play. I. I mean, I think it's. Um, I think 28 minutes is relatively safe. Sure. In 28 minutes. For the rest of his career, he's gotten like four rebounds and six assists, yeah. and a, over a, like one point two steals and like point three blocks and somewhere around uh, like twelve. Is, is his is his uh, rebounding rate like? Is that going to bring everybody else down, or is everyone else going to bring his rebounding rate down? I think he will rebound less. I think that is factually correct because he's um, on a team with Anthony Davis. Right, and and this is another reason why I think Randall's going to get less assists. Is I think Peyton is a fairly good assist guy, and he likes to have the ball in his hands. Well, here's the thing: like 
you're going to have to put the ball in his hands because what is he going to do without the ball in his hands? Like, he's nothing on offense without the ball in his hands. That's very he, true. He can't shoot. He's got to get to the rim. Like, he, okay, maybe he becomes a cutter, but no one's going to respect him if they're all going to sag off him because he can't shoot. Is he – is Alfred Payton ownable or, or dra- draftable, targetable in a draft in a standard league for – in a roto league? In a standard roto league, probably not. He's not going to shoot a ton of free throws, but it's going to be a bad percentage. Um, so Mark ranks him 105th at five rebounds a game and six and a half assists. Like, I don't really see those numbers. That's in 30 minutes a game. Really, yeah, that's like really generous. So I think here's my stat line. You tell me what you think of it. Okay. Okay. So three pointers, I am going to say he continues his streak of getting a half. Sure. Whatever. Three and a half rebounds, six assists, one, 1.1 steals, 0.3 okay. blocks, and like 12 points in 28 minutes. You might be a little, a little underselling them, and Mark might be a little overselling them. So I'm going to go right in the middle, and I'm going to say that you're you're pretty much the the reasonable um, floor. Actually, the reasonable, like the super reasonable middle, actually. And um, he could be a little bit better just because he's playing with Anthony Davis. So a little I- bit better. I think there's a little bit of downside in this pick. And yeah, here's, definitely. And here's why. Like, the Magic basically got rid of him for nothing. right? They basically just said leave. They got a second-round pick for him that was, like, super protected. And I don't love the fit of him on this particular team. I don't either. So he's going – Okay, he's he's going he's ranked 80th on ESPN. If you take him at 80, I am gonna laugh at you and probably Wait. tell you I'm gonna beat you. And what did you league. just what did you just say to me? What did he's you just say? Ranked 80th on ESPN. 80th, eight zero. Get the shit out of here. Get this okay. nonsense out of here. I don't understand that at all. I guess maybe somebody from maybe we can, maybe we can get someone from ESPN on this podcast to I'll, tell us why I will look for someone on ESPN who makes the rankings and we're just going to have a field day with them um so I got Yahoo, some questions for you Yahoo ADP 111.1 too high well too but, high if you're looking at it in a roto sense probably about right cuz if you're not drafting him in a roto league and I just uh put it in the uh, the numbers here Let's say you're punting free throw and three-pointers. Alfred Payton, even when you're punting his worst categories, still only the 66th-ranked player. So draftable, especially draftable at 111. Well, I think in a head-to-head league, he's draftable. Sure, he's draftable. Someone should draft Someone should draft him and own him. At 111, I think that's fair value. Like, I'm not super excited yeah. about that. Punt, punt even just free throws, and he's like a top 90 player. So, okay. Right. Right. Uh, but there's also but there's also a little bit of risk to that pick, such that there's a risk in any picking any bench player. And the risk to that pick is that he basically they tell him to go away like the Magic did last year, right? They trade him for nothing. That is certainly possible. So it's a flyer that somebody else might take, but then again, I, if I need assists, I might take it too. Yeah. 
unless each one more plays at the three, which it sounds like he's going to play a little bit at the three. Nico might probably play a little at the three. Uh, each one more was standardly relevant uh, in heavier minutes a few years ago. It doesn't look like he's going to, uh, he, he didn't stay there last year. I don't know. Um, well, actually, you know, he was barely standardly relevant last year, but um, that's probably his ceiling. That's probably as good as he gets. There's no upside there. Ownable in bigger leagues, I'd target each one more, especially in that, that 110 to 130 range. If you can get each one more there, like, that's a great pickup. Yeah, and he just is what he is. Like, I don't think there's much to say about each one more. Like, sure, if you want to pick him in that range, cool. He, I mean, In the standard league, I probably would go for another a flyer with upside. But in a big league, like, yeah, like you said, he's fine. Like, he's each one more. He's a 110 to 130 guy. He's, he's got a good ES deal, and uh, he's a good um, streamer, and I've streamed a lot of each one more, and um, I, I respect his game. Last question, Tyler. Anthony Davis, first pick in the draft or the second pick in the draft? I'm not picking Anthony Davis first, I don't think. Oh, my God. That is it. That's the wrong answer. So you've, um, you, in, you've in, a roto, in a roto league with turnovers, I might. It's the, it's the wrong answer. The but answer I, is AD all the way. I just feel like James Harden. Like, I feel like I want James Harden. I just like looking at his beard, his nice beard. That's fair. I think if you're in a head-to-head league, I, would, I have Harden 1-2. In a roto league, I have Davis Harden 1-2. So um, it's up to your personal preference. Dude, I'm, I, I'm giving AD a bump because of the blocks, and the big man stats are just hard to find. In you're a almost roto- getting 30 points, 11 rebounds, almost three blocks. It's He's the best. He's just insane. In a roto he's just the league, best. In a roto league, when I get the second pick, I almost want to trade back to like pick five just so I can pick Steph Curry. Like I'd rather have pick like if you could trade your draft pick and I could get like pick five and like an extra fourth, fifth round pick. Like I would so do that. I would Tyler, rather. Tyler, five is a little high for Steph Curry. Well, that's what I mean. Like I want to make sure I I get Curry, but at the same time, like I just what? think Curry is like. Oh no! I'm taking Steph Curry way higher than five. Well, not well, way my... higher. There's only four spots, but he's been dropping to seven, eight, nine in these what? leagues. What the hell is going on? My point is in Roto, like he's literally my number one or number two player. Like if yeah. you know, I'm on the board at number one, like I have Anthony Davis in my queue, and I'm like, man, I really just want Steph Curry. Can I? I'm like, should I just pick Steph Curry? I probably should just pick Steph Curry. And then I'm like, ah, oh, but Anthony Davis is so good. And then I pick him. But he's literally my number two player in Roto League. Yeah, I'm still Davis Harden 1-2, but it's like Curry Durant 3-4 in, in a Roto League. That's that's just how I feel. I think a lot of people are uh, a little tired of Steph Curry. And they're ha- I think they're getting, like, Dude, Warriors he, fatigue, right? He's it's like told- everyone's excited about Giannis, and Giannis's minutes are going to go down. Everybody's excited about Cat Daddy, and Cat Daddy's knees are going to fall out. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. That's I, great, I did but... a, a mock draft the other day, head-to-head league. Curry fell to pick nine. And I was just like, really, guys? Really? Do you guys know how to play fantasy basketball? I don't. Like, that's – if you're – I don't know why you would pick – I just don't know why you would pick Gian- – actually, I'm just going to say it. There's no reason to pick Ste- uh, Giannis over Steph Curry. There's no reason to pick half those guys over Steph Curry, really, unless you think Steph Curry's going to get injured and not play. There's no reason to pick Giannis. You know what I'm uh, I'm a bit tired of? Well, you know, the Warriors don't have a really good 
playoff schedule, so why would I draft Steph Curry? Like, you're not in the playoffs, bro. It's the beginning of the season. You got to make the playoffs first. And then, hey, it turns out during the season, you can trade your players. Well, and here's the other narrative I hate about that. Oh, well, they don't have a good playoff schedule. Okay, that's fine to say. But at the end of the day, you have to not only make the playoffs, but you have to have a roster to make the playoffs. And if I'm going to pick worse players at every spot because this guy has a bad playoff schedule, I'm not going to make the playoffs. And the guys that I do have are going to not be as good as they could have been all because I'm worried about some mythical championship matchup 20 weeks from now. Yeah. Like six months from now, like you're not thinking straight if you're worried about Steph Curry's playoff schedule. And here, let me let me throw something out there. If you really look at these values, if you look at Mark's projections, or you just go out and look at values just anywhere, right? Steph Curry in three games is worth more than Kyle Lowry in five games. And that's like, what people don't understand about these, um, like the super elite players, right? We talked about that super elite tier. Yeah, like in in three games, Steph Curry can literally still be the best player in your league. Like, there's a lot of other great players, but if Steph Curry goes like has three games where he goes off for forty, he scores 120 points in three games. Like James Harden, maybe doing that in four games. But no one else is. But but yeah, so I mean, and so... And he's only taking up one roster spot. You're getting basically the the output of two players in three games in one roster spot. And we're only just two seasons out from him being having the best fantasy season in possibly all time. Yeah, so I think that's just... It's just a huge mistake. And here's the other reality, like, oh, well, those four guys are going to cannibalize each other, right? And then they added the Marcus Cousins, so those five guys are now going to cannibalize each other. Well, what if <laughs> Kevin Durant and Marcus Cousins, year. right, and Clay Thompson are all sitting out and it's just Curry and Draymond Green? You don't think Curry's going to be going crazy? Like, you have no idea what the team is going to look like. Your team, your fantasy team, or the Warriors are going to look like at that point. Like, injuries no. happen. This isn't just, like, some random simulation where we turn the injuries off. Exactly. And, like, Curry's minutes went down as the season went on last year, and he basically retained his value. His points went down maybe a little, but, like, well, I, I he heard- was hitting more threes and, like I- – like, what are people talking about? I heard a, a thing where, where Coach Budenholzer was talking, and he might be the anti-Tom Thibodeau. Um, and he basically made this point that he thinks that there's an optimal minutes level for every player, right? Like, that at certain points, and this is why maybe we saw, like, some Hawks guys, like, all playing 30 minutes last year, that in, in each player might be a little different. At a certain point, right, you get a law of diminishing return yeah. on that player being on the court, That's right? 100% he, true. He's too tired or, you know what I mean? He just isn't performing at his optimal level anymore. So sometimes players' minutes go down, but they can still produce the same amount because those last two or three minutes they were playing just wasn't anywhere near their their peak. And so less sometimes less is more. Yeah. It's, it's all about, like, getting the most output you possibly can. I, I completely agree with you there. Um, just just to throw even more gasoline on this fire, 
other than last year, via totals, nine cat across the board, the number one player in the three years before last year, his name was Steph Curry. In totals. Yeah, and that's, that, that's my point, though, is like it's just so hard for me, even at pick one, to pass on Steph Curry in a Roto League. Like in a Roto League, he's the, he's the quintessential Roto player to me. Like he's just the guy. He's incredible. I hope nothing ever happens to him. Um, that's uh, and and now that we've waxed on and and praised Steph Curry during the New Orleans Pelicans podcast, is there anyone else on this team you even want to talk about? Because the answer is a hard no for me. Yeah, right. Uh, they seemed hard, like they were no. gonna. Well, here's the only thing I'll say: they seemed like they were gonna start Solomon Hill last year, and. Solomon Hill has a terrible fantasy game. Yeah, so you gotta hope that they don't go over that and they play Miritich and Randall and they don't decide to play thirty minutes of Solomon Hill because twenty minutes even, of Solomon Hill. Like, even in a deeper league, I don't think Solomon Hill is gonna help you too much. No, stop. Uh, no more Solomon Hill. I can't. I can't take it anymore. Uh, that's it for the Pelicans. In our um, thirty teams in over thirty days, we are coming to a close, and after that, we will begin. Our preseason, our, we will have mock drafts. We're going to have a who do you drafts. We're going to be breaking down um, a lot of the preseason. And we might have – actually, we are going to have some special guests. So, everybody, stay tuned. If you want to support the show and um, help us out, keep the show running, rate, review us online, tell your league mates, tell your friends – and if you really want to go the extra mile, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You're going to get exclusive content. You can enter the listener leagues. There are openings in the listener leagues. Go out there, subscribe via patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, where can people tweet at you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at watch the boxes. That's it for the Pelicans. We will see you next time. <laughs>